Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, uh, Korea's premier podcast on the K-League. I'm joined as ever by my, my fantastic co-presenter, Paul. Paul, how are you today? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad, Paul. You were responsible this week. Last week I was responsible for the, uh, the intro music. This week you were responsible for this week's music. We had a lot of complaints about last week's intro music, by the way. We did? Yeah. Why? Because I picked the wrong song? Why, was it, why were the complaints? Uh, my mum was, wasn't happy that I'd been usurped from my t- task of picking the intro song. So you were no, so you were no longer in the in crowd? Yeah. Okay, but this week you pulled back pole position. Yeah. Um, you're back in charge. Uh, you chose... Paul, I, I remember being about two when that song was out. It was uh, A Flock of Seagulls and their greatest hit. I ran. Yep. Any reason why you chose that? Well, I wanted to pick a song that started with I and ended in N. Something which was in back in the day. Okay. Uh, so, and also FC Seoul have signed the K-League's first Iranian player. So, without wanting to get too political, we wanted, we wanted to choose something that said I ran without being... Uh, Offensive? Yeah. Okay. I'm just glad it wasn't an Iraqi. Because that's really tough to find on YouTube. Well, there must be something about Falaraki. <laughs> there must be, yeah. But uh, quite interesting. I mean, I guess the the main question on on the lips of every listener or the ears of, of, of every listener in the ears, in the ears, in the ears. Sorry, yeah. is he an actual Iranian or is he a Brazilian on an Iranian passport? Uh, I believe he's an actual Iranian. Okay, that wasn't offensive to anyone who who was offended by that. I apologise, but obviously we had Edar. Or whoever it was last year, it was on the the, the gang one player. It was on the uh, Palestinian passport, but he was actually Brazilian. Just want to double check this guy actually is Iranian. And I've just realised what we should have done for the intro music, uh, which was the Wurzels. The Wurzels. Some about something about a tractor because he came from Tractor Sazi, right? Well, that could have been the outro music. Probably you just ruined the whole podcast. Yeah. Ex ex podcast host favorite favorite Iranian team Tractor Sazi. Was that ex-podcast host's favourite Stevie, or ex-podcast host Stevie's favourite? Um, second. Second. So yeah, so for anyone who has listened to episode three, uh, you'll know that Stevie's favourite non-Korean team, apart from being Aberdeen, uh, is actually Tractor. Uh, not really quite sure why, but and apparently your new Iranian player used to play with Tractor. Yep. Funnily enough, so did Stevie when he was a kid, he used to play with tractors as well. And now he's living in tractor country, right? Uh, no, he's, he's recently moved back up to Scotland, but that's, a, that's a, something more we'll discuss in our time. He, he didn't tweet that. But yeah, so, but anyway, yeah, he's, I think he's, he, he's moved back up. But anyway, yeah, so it's, can we hear more about the reading, but will we hear more during the podcast, or do you want to give us a bit more information now? Uh, well, well, it... I, you might recall I sent you a, uh, a screenshot of something. Six six sol- FC Seoul transfer rumours for this. Yeah. So I was going to go through them one by one and t- decode who you think they might be. And I, I believe he's one of them, so we'll cover it in a bit later. Yeah, because that's quite soul-tastic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we'll maybe keep that for another podcast that I'm not on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this week's podcast, uh, we're obviously going to do, as always, we're going to spend the first 15 minutes just cracking in-jokes that no one else gets. Um, here's looking at you, McCourt uh, And um, then we'll move on to actually talking about the K-League uh, I guess we'll review What's been two weeks and two rounds in the Classic, right? And one round in the Challenge Some huge news for the Challenge as well For, for, those, for those fans of the Challenge I don't know what it is, but anyway um, We'll go through some transfer rumours Some transfer ins and outs Um as always, we'll have a little bit of innuendo during the, during the podcast, uh, during those parts. We'll talk about how Wangy Joe has now left to a, a, a hero's farewell. Leaving them wanting more? Uh, no. <laughs> well, maybe the girls and, and gang one, but nobody else. Leaving them satisfied? Uh, probably not. Um, and then I guess we'll, uh, we'll preview this week's uh, K-League fixtures. And we'll discuss a little bit, something I want to talk about, uh, is the shocking play acting uh, that was on view uh, at the Big Board on Sunday as well. Typical cheating, Sue, wasn't it? 
Uh, I'm not going to comment on that too much. I think we only have one Subon listener who's probably getting tired of the Subon barbs. Uh, but, yeah, I don't want to talk about the fact that I don't understand how someone's initial reaction can be to clasp their face, but I guess we'll talk about that when we get to it. Okay. But first, you want to start with the classic or you want to start with the challenge? There was two classics, so let's start with one classic. And then we'll do a challenge in the middle, and then we'll do a classic at the end, right? It's kind of like a, like a, like a hamburger. Challenge sandwich. Like a challenge sandwich, yeah. Speaking of which, finally Joe's left. But anyway. Um, so, just start with Saturday's classics. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Um, you also went to the game, Paul. I know you went. You went to the... Uh, to Sangam World Cup Stadium on the Sunday. I did. As so hosted... Well, half of their ex-players. <laughs> I believe there was like four on the pitch. So how does Soul Reserves do against Soul's first team? And actually, which one is Soul's Reserves and which one is Soul's first team these that's days? That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> so I guess it was, I guess like, the Sangju players that were ex-Soul were Yu Sang-hyun. Yu Sang-hun. Hun, who started. Yep. Uh, Shin Jin Ho, Shin Jin Ho? Came, on came on with about 20 minutes to go I think okay. uh, Pak Hee Song who I don't came think on. did he come on? He, 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 he was on the bench anyway yeah. he was on the bench and then another guy who I didn't recognise Okay. so that, that was four ex-Soplers and yeah. um, what about I mean we, we discussed it in the close season how we thought Sanju were going to be uh, up up there again at the top of the table because they had players like Hong Chao, um, you know, like they had obviously you and goals. Their back four includes uh, the two Songnam boys, like In Chai Min and uh, Yun Song Young. Like, were they? Did they look good? Were they? Were they a decent team? No. Okay. Poor team. So, so obviously one three 0 then, right? Three goals were scored. Three goals were scored. Uh, and then. Due to lack of time, I think we should move on. Okay, so it did finish in actual fact 2 1 to Sanju, right? Yep. And uh, that's one of those, like, Sanju scored a goal in the ninth second minute? Yep. One of those moments, you know, how they, they talk about when something happens that's amazing on Twitter or on Facebook that they say, you know, like, it broke the internet? Yep. Yeah, Sanju's goal broke my cable. Okay. <laughs> it was that good a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but seriously, this took me took me through the the two goals because they were like Keystone Cop comedy stuff. When they virtually carbon copies. Yeah, so both of them are right wing attacks. Yeah, we're uh, cutting cut the back. Yeah, back to he absolutely nowhere. And the, the Sangju forward unmarked in the box for both to just tap it home. Yeah, would you? I mean, we've talked a lot about Seoul's defensive frailties, I guess, this season. And it always seems to be that the, the finger is, is wagged and pointed at Yu Chun. Uh, he wasn't playing. It was the other keeper, right? Yeah, Yang Hanbin. Yang Hanbin. I don't think he was to blame for either goal. Right. So do you think then that too much was placed on Yu as a scapegoat? Do you think it really was Yu's fault? Or do you think it was just that the defence were creating or were letting so many chances be created that he, he couldn't save them all? Or do you think he actually is a shocking keeper? Uh, or both? I, I think yuzhan has got excellent reflexes. So if you shoot him from point blank range, he's got a good chance of saving it. Right. But you give him time to think about a shot, right. and he overthinks it and okay. palms into the net. So right. he does have uh, frailties. But um, and I, I, th- I think we can, we can see that um, Sol's defence can be cut open at will. Yeah. But the weird thing is that they've actually conceded a relatively low number of goals compared to other teams in the league. I don't think their defence is that. Their goals against comps not that bad, right? I'm confused, Paul. You said it will, but Sanju have no foreigners. They, they can't have a Brazilian. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> so that's a terrible joke. <laughs> um, yeah, you just made me lose my chance. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... But they're always been caught up in the right wing. I'm right in saying that, right? Mostly, yeah. Mostly, it seems as if they're kind of running down, down the right wing is, is kind of exposing them. Do you think that the, the big Iranian boy, I'm assuming, I have not seen this guy, I'm assuming he's like six foot two, right? But do you think that he's going to come in and show up a defence that's, that's shaky, that's looking goals? I mean, do you think he's going to come in and partner Quack, or do you think he's going to come in and replace Quack? Um, um, word on the street that he may be a, a direct replacement for Osmar. Okay. So that's a word on the street? Yeah. Not uh, heard any c- concrete rumours about where Osman might, might not be going. But How would you feel about that if that did happen? 
good friend of the podcast, Ian, from the embassy, uh, is very critical of Osmar, saying that he's clearly a talented player, but he does the bare minimum to get through the game. He really? Should, he should be doing more. Okay. He says he, he, he plays to... He, do, he does what he needs to do to control the game, but he should be uh, having far more impact on the game. Okay. I mean, I think... Last season, I think he was he was he he, he really struggled with the captaincy at times. Yeah. Um, I know that him and Deha had a few uh, arguments across the season. This year, he was stripped of the captaincy. It was given to Quack, right? Yeah, I'm not sure he's doing any better. Um, in terms of motivation and. I mean, personally, I think he's he's passed it. Yeah, I think that's probably like. I think that's probably one of the big problems that Seoul have right now. Is the you know no you've leader. got what's that? no leader. Well, a no leader, but b you know that your main centre defender and your main you know striker are, are kind of the 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 wrong edge of thirty two. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I think it's like the the wrong side of thirty two. Sorry, and I think they've lost their pace, and I'm not really I'm not really convinced that's how you build a team that's going to a you know not going to retain their title, but even be a challenge, like, still hope. The title. They got still a point. hope. They got a point today. They made a point up on, potentially made a point Whoa, up on Oh, let's get there when we get to Wednesday's games, right? <laughs> okay, so, um, I, I did watch the game at the weekend, yeah. uh, on Saturday, as we discussed on the, on, the podco- on the podcast last week. On the podcast. The podcast. Thank you much, guys, for all your comments about whether or not I should go to Ikea on Sunday. Yeah, I took them all on board, and uh, I went to Ikea on Saturday instead. Uh, so on Sunday, I actually watched um, Suwon, Suwon versus Gangwon. Yeah. Unfortunately, the weather forecast in Korea was for monsoon rain, so I, I didn't go down, so I just watched it uh, at home. Um, and yeah, that was an interesting game. I finished three each. Uh, Suwon were three one up, going into half time, I believe. Uh, but something I found really interesting: a guy that, for regular listeners, will know I've slated Egan Ho for years on this podcast. But uh, he was exceptional on Sunday. He was the captain for Gangwon, and he led from the front. He was he never gave up. He never tired. He kept fighting, battling. And um, he scored two, uh, and in the last couple of minutes, game one equalised and made it three each. And it was fully deserved as well. Like they were they were really really deserved at least a point in that game. Something interesting was um, at the weekend, uh, Kim Kim Yuan, I think his name is, young 21 year old made his debut, or young 20 year old actually made his debut for Suwon. Uh, scored one, set up one. And then was subbed off for uh, Young Ki-hoon, I think. Uh, after that, Suwon looked definitely weaker without him. Uh, they also, in the last couple of minutes, they brought on Cho Wan-hee. Yep. It was 3-2, but like two minutes left. They brought on Cho Wan-hee, and he scored the most spectacular own goal you will ever see scored. It was an epic header. The cross came in from the right, and he kind of like met it beautifully and flicked it right past his, his own goalkeeper. Uh, that almost broke my cable. Uh, and the floorboards. And the roof. And the couch I was jumping up and down on as well. So that finished three each. Uh, another game on Sunday, we had Jumbuk. Uh, we're at home to Daegu. Paul, did you see any of that? Well, I guess you would have saw that game if you were at the Seoul game, right? Yeah, I didn't see any of that game. So. I saw the second half of that game yep. Daegu went 1-0 up and it was quickly uh, cancelled out it was 1 each then they went 2-1 up and then that was cancelled out 2 each and then Edu in the last minute uh, of injury time the cross came in from Kim Jin Soo yep. uh, came in from the left and Edu about 4 yards out managed to put it 10 yards over the bar Um <laughs> Like, Ed is a strange one. I mean, he's he, he, he looks slow and overweight when he came back last year. But uh, it seems as if Che's got him, this year he's got him kind of playing a, 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 a little bit better. Uh, they also have, Lopez has come back as well. So he came off the bench at the weekend. Didn't really do much, didn't have much time to do, do anything, to be honest. Interesting news, as we discussed earlier, was that Kimbo Chung has now left uh, John Book. 
and he was allegedly being replaced by Yunbet Karam but we'll talk about that later in the transfers or we'll talk about that now Paul what do you think uh, we'll talk about that later we'll the transfers ok so there were the Sunday games uh, on the Saturday uh, we had uh, three matches as well obviously we had Jeju versus Pohang Guangzhou versus Jonam and Ulsan versus Incheon yep uh, two surprise results and one probably predictable one we'll take the predictable one first Jonam beat Guangzhou 2-1 um, Jair with a penalty just before half time he make it 2-1 and then the second half was pretty near I believe Guangzhou missed a penalty in the first half before Jair scored his penalty I think but that, I, I read that somewhere on Twitter uh, so it may not be true uh, Jeju we discussed how Jeju would probably get beat by Pohang or would at least draw with Pohang they haven't been very good haven't been very consistent uh, they romped home with 3-0 winners uh, Frederick Mendy with a double and E. Un Baum getting third in 60 minutes so you think that's a surprise result? I mean Jeju are always strong at home but given how Pohang had been playing uh, not before I mean like Pohang not they played reasonably well up until then they had lost two games but they, had, they, they, they kind of stopped that, that, that losing streak um, but I didn't think they would run out 3-0 winners I thought I might be a bit closer maybe like a one each draw I was really surprised that Jeju ran out 3-0 winners on that one to be honest but the surprise result of the weekend was uh, almost certainly down in Osan as Incheon won 2-1 uh, have you seen Wesley's goal? The overhead kick. Overhead kick. Yep, I what a goal. Yeah, that was very well done. Yeah, that's going to be a goal of the season, right? I mean, I know you'll probably choose any goal scored by Patrick Young, but... <laughs> if he scored, I would. If he scored, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, Ensign, they all said we're one up at half-time, and then Ensign fought back second half and won that 1-2-1, one, one, which uh, is a huge, huge result for Ensign. Um, right now, of course, they're still rooted at the bottom of the table, but it's... Definitely, um, they, they had to stop their, their kind of run, I think. It was like six or seven games that without a win. So, we went to the challenge. Paul, did you watch any challenge games at all at the weekend? Uh, I did not. Okay, so we'll do this really briefly then, right? So, we had two games on a Saturday. We had Youngnam versus Songnam, and we had Butchon versus Suwon. Uh, Songnam took the lead. Wang Jo in his last game scored a flashing diving header uh, after 15 minutes. They led, all, well, we led all the way until the last minute of the game, and then Jung Nam equalised. Song Ji Hun scored in the 90th minute. So before the game, I was taking a point, but when you've led for 65 minutes, it's kind of like heartbreaking to kind of not not win it in the end. Um, Butchon, who had just beaten An Yang 6-2, they were hosting Suwon. They lost 1-0 with Bruce DeJet scored. So that was a, probably another probably surprising re- result in the challenge as well. Uh, on the Sunday, we had one game that was An Yang versus Asan. That finished predictably 2-0 to Asan, uh, with um, An Yang getting a man sent off as well in the first half. So after they got that man sent off after 25 minutes, it was all downhill from it was, there. It was all downhill from there, yeah. And then on Monday, we had two games on Monday. We had Ansan versus Busan. And we had Elan versus Dejan. I went to Elan Dejan. Did you, did you pick the right game this week? I did again. I did again. At 6 2 on uh, last Monday, and this week it finished 3 each. Elan 3, Dejan 3. Brilliant game. Uh, like, there was only 717 people there. Including uh, me, the Phantom, and three members from KeyTheUnited.com. Uh, they were live periscoping the podcast, or at least, at least uh, very well. At least Ryan said that was his periscope he was holding. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, uh, that game was that, that was a pretty epic game. I mean, Tesham were uh, it was really even, but I got to half time and it was two 0 to Eland. Uh, two goals in four minutes um, then second half uh, Dejan fought back and levelled it um, two each then in the 88th minute Bek Ji Hyun sealed it for Eland 
during the 88 minute stand up thing is it's not a stand up clap right so I can understand it if it was a stand up clap right but it's just you just stand up so if you stood up and you clapped right that, that would motivate the players so Iran did these two things and in the 42nd minute they have 42nd minute stand up and in the 88th minute they have 88 minute stand up right now amazingly only for the first time ever in both those stand ups they scored right but that's not why they do it right but so did you stand up uh, no, I firmly sat down. Uh, I was drinking from my my uh, smuggled in beer at the time. Um, so 88 minute, Big Ji Hoon made it 3-2 Eland, and then amazingly in the 90th minute, maybe 92nd minute, Christian Danalash scored for Dejo to make it 3 each. Uh, three, I would say a draw was a justifiable, justified result. I think it was an even game. I think they did well, both teams. Fair play, clap clap. And again, another entertaining game for a Monday night. I have now seen 20 goals. No, that's stupid. I've now seen uh, something like 14 goals. 14 goals in two games. Two games, yeah. So for anyone who's waiting to join me next Monday, uh, I'll be in Suwon watching a nothing each draw. Uh, the other game on Monday... So Ansan Gunas travelled to uh, Busan. Busan ran a really easy well, way around. Ansan travelled to Busan. What I'm looking at is Ansan at home to Busan. That's what I said. <laughs> Ansan travelled to, to Busan, but the game was Iceland and Ansan so they had to travel back. <laughs> Which is why they lost. Which <laughs> is why they lost, because they were still on their way back and it was the fans that played Busan. Okay, so I've got that one wrong, guys, right? So Ansan were at home to Busan. Thank you for the correction, Paul. Uh, either way, Pusang went to know. Yeah. Goes by Danny Murray, Yusada, and E. Gyusung. Interesting, I think, like, uh, M. Jung-Yup has stopped scoring, right? E. Jung-Yup has stopped scoring, but anyway. So that, yeah, I mean, Pusang, two, two massive points uh, pulled back in the in title race. The comeback starts here. Yeah, but looking at it, it's still, obviously it's still, I mean, Gillingham have drawn three in a row now, so that's, that looks like they're maybe losing a bit of form. Uh, they're still the only unbeaten team in Korea, in the K-League, right? As far as I'm aware, as far yeah. as I'm aware. So the, the challenge table looks like Gillingham on top, Pusan second, Asan third, Buchon fourth, Songnam uh, a point clear in fifth from Suwon who are respectively a point clear from Anyang, and then after that you've got six points between them and Ansan, Eland, and then Dejan at the bottom. So technically right now, if the league was stopped again, like I said last week, Sonam would be in the playoffs against Buchan. Which is next Sunday night's game. Aha. So, huge game, huge six-pointer next Sunday. Not that you'll be there. I'll be there. You're not going to Seoul Chumbuk? Uh, I think I'll be uh, uh, Songnam Buchan, to be perfectly honest. Shame. Um, but yeah, so Songnam, like, undefeated in some like six games now. Uh, they seem to have turned the corner, so to speak, from that, that dismal, miserable start of the season. Some massive news for Songnam this week. We'll get to that when we get to the transfers, I guess, but some huge news for, for Songnam fans this week. Do the transfers now. Okay, Kim Dong Chan, uh, top goal scorer of the K League Challenge last week, but last year, sorry, <laughs> but Dejon has come to Songnam. He moved to. Was he not going somewhere else? Yeah, he went to uh, Thailand this summer. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work out, I guess, and he's come back and he's now at Songnam. Signed on the day that Wang Yi Jo said he was leaving, the day after Kim Dong Chan was, was announced. A better player than Wang Yi Jo? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. A more natural goal scorer. We've also been linked with uh, a Brazilian called Leonardo de Smetio de Banio de Canaan de Buda de Zavado. Or some, uh, some 14... It's going to cost a fortune to get on your shirt. Yeah, I'm just going to go for L. <laughs> um, not sure what's that. He's currently... Is that your age? Yeah. In Roman numerals. He's currently playing in the Azure... Azure... Azure Japani League? Of, uh, Kazakhstan League? Look at your way he's playing... I shouldn't mock the Azerbaijan League because I just saw in the news today that someone from Rangers has signed into the Azerbaijan League. 
he could be on his way. Andy Halliday. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a step up to play against Kabbalah, who played against Celtic a year or, or they play a different team. Kastana. They not play another team from Azerbaijan. Called Kastana. Which is from. That's that's from Kazakhstan. They oh, that's Dana. I'm sure they played against Karabag as well. No, um, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Karagandi. Ah, uh, Karagandi. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, all right, my bad. Um, but yeah, I'm not mocking anything. I mean, to be honest, like, not all oil money. Well, you'd imagine that. Um, they had a Grand Prix last weekend, so it can't, yeah. be all, it can't be all that bad. But you'd imagine that playing in a league like that is probably not any worse than playing in the K League right now, right? I don't mean, it's better. Tony Adams was managing there a, year, a couple of years ago, so... Okay. He's never at Granada, right? Uh, I think he's probably been sacked at the end of last season when he got them relegated. I'm sure he was sacked for that super tuning video that he did, right? Did you see that? The, the tuning down video of him doing the whole... It's like, it's like the Phantom when he's in an Oribang. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, other big news this week is uh, for Challenge fans is the first maybe I've been out on a limb here the first Slovakian uh, footballer is coming to the K-League Challenge he's on a plane right now uh, on his week as we speak on his way over or he at least he was four hours ago uh, on his way over to sign for a K-League Challenge team okay they haven't named which team it is but uh, yeah, it looks very much like he's on his way over. Um, so the thing is, like, some of them have the Croatian, got a new Brazilian, so some of them have a place in their team for a foreigner. Yep. Uh, no, they don't. Croatian and two Brazilians, so they don't. If they let Paolo go, they would have. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure where he's going, but yeah. But yeah, he's, he's apparently on his way over to kind of seal, seal terms right now. Slovakian so internationals as well. Interesting. Anyway, Paul, should we go back to the classic and talk about the games that have just finished? You know, stick with the uh, transfers in a minute. The sole transfer rumours. Okay. Them. Okay, I was trying to avoid this being an FC Soul Dominic podcast as it normally is, but anyway. Okay. Rumour number one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A, a player that originated. may send someone good. No, that's stupid. A player that originated with Soul mm-hmm. will return to Soul. How do you sign? No. <laughs> did, you, did you not see this? It was all over Twitter. Oh, it's um, no. Song Jin Hong. The guy, he went from Jeju to somewhere in the Middle East, I think. And oh, okay. Not done well, so he's coming back to Korea. I, actually, he went there six months ago, but he's been he's been perpetually injured, so he's not actually managed to play. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. They're getting rid of him, so he was having an extended medical at Seoul. If he passes the medical, he'll be back at Seoul. If he fails the medical, then... Then he'll move to John Book. <laughs> so... So, you done well to identify that. Number two. Uh, as we all know, or actually we haven't said it on the podcast, but as we know from Twitter, Mourinho's been let go from Seoul, sent back to Brazil. Yep. Uh, there is... They've already lined up a another foreign to replace Mourinho, and the official announcement is all that's left. Is that the Rooney guy, right? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So what, there's another foreigner coming in? Uh, well, yeah. We'll see. Room number three. Um, uh, this is this is the reigning guy. For the Asian quota, oh, okay, yeah. they will get a someone that plays in defence but is also capable of playing in various other positions. So that's your Iranian guy. Yep, okay. Rumour number four. Uh, a foreigner... has become a manager. A, a foreigner currently at Seoul, who they find it hard to live, live, live without, will be transferred, but they will get a, an attacking, attack-minded foreigner as a replacement. Okay. The, the, first of all, let's take a couple of steps back here, right? Yep. Just a, just, a, just a couple of steps back, right? Yep. So Mourinho has been re- released for apparently a foreigner coming in, but the announcement is all that matters, right? Yeah. That's, that's one, right? The announcement's all that's left. All that's left, right? Fehan is two, right? 
They're winning guys three. Yeah. Osman is four. He yeah. cannot for four owners, right? Oh, he can. They're winning guy, right? Ah, it's going to be three four owners plus they're winning? Yeah. But a foreigner who they'll find it difficult to replace may move this transfer window, but he'll be replaced by a foreign attacker. So, so the Iranians just come in, so he's not going to replace. Right. So Mourinho is gone. Gone, so that's a, a space. So but he's been replaced by an announcement that's not been made yet. Yeah. So he's replaced. Yeah. So that means it's either Osmar or Dehan. They're not going to send Dehan away, are they? Well, not with that haircut. <laughs> so that one of these Osmar who's been studying Korean for two years to be three years to be like left. He's got a John book. So, so they're going to sign Leo in his place? <laughs> Just be perfectly honest, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if the attacking foreigner coming in to Seoul. I'd be annoyed if it's Edu. Nah, someone coming in, right? Yeah. And they're not going to talk about it unless it's someone that be either A no or B that's really good, right? Yeah. On paper, it's really good. John Terry. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Leo. Leo was flopped upon in, in Middle East, right? Um, you'd think you'd go back to John Book, but they always say they'd never go back, right? Right. Or is that just ex-girlfriends? Maybe that's ex-girlfriends. But, um, I, so, so who do you think? You think it's Osmar leaving? If, if, someone's, if a foreigner's going to leave, it has to be Osmar. Only if you want money. Let's be perfectly honest, right? If it was Dehan, he wouldn't have went to the upper deck last week and played FIFA with the Keelig United boys. And, uh, and maybe that's his partner shot. Maybe, maybe that's something like maybe he was all upset, and that's why he went to the upper deck. He, he did say his contract's ending at the end of this year, and uh, he, he's going to talk about because he was asked if he would ever go back to Incheon. Yeah. And it, his answer was, I want to stay at Seoul, but my contract's up at the end of this year, and if they don't renew it, I would consider going to Incheon as like a second option. Okay. So I don't think he's going to be shifted out this this transfer. No, he's not going to be. So it's Osmar even. How do you feel about that? I mean, like, as a Seoul fan, like, do you think Osmar deserves to be shipped out? Do you think that like, to be replaced by a, an attacker? Or would you rather... Uh, I mean, that would then sound that the Iranians have been brought in to replace Osmar, right? But I think if... if I think if Seoul got a few million dollars for Osmar, why not? They're not going to, though. I'm, it's all speculation, so it's yeah. hard to... But I, I wouldn't begrudge him moving upwards. Uh, a sideways move. He, he's been a loyal. one? Is that a sideways move, really? Well, right now in the league, it looks like it's an upwards move, right? Oi, 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 oi. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay, so that's those transfer rumours. I, I think I mentioned earlier on. Two, two, two rumours left. Is that the six? No, that was They're four. still going. Rumour number five. Guys. Uh, a K-League player who's been playing overseas for a number of years uh, may return to the K-League unexpectedly. Who's putting out these rumours? Fans of the club? Uh, it's fans. Kisong Young. Uh, sure, it's more likely to be Yi Chong Young than Kisong Young. Oh, K-League's if he's finished in England, right? I think oh. so. Yeah. He, he's still at Swansea, right? Still at Swansea. He refused that move. He refused the move to China, saying he could never move to China as long as he was still captain of the Korean national team. Yeah. He said, he said captain, right? Not just a, a Korean player, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he said captain, right? Um, maybe his captaincy might be threatened. I, I, don't know, I don't know how much he plays at Swansea anymore. I, I, I don't know how much he played last season, to be honest. But um, you, you get the feeling that Yi Chong Yong, Ki Chong Yong might be looking. Uh, at their move back I mean the thing is I guess the big thing is going to be Son's got to come at some point right I mean Son has got to come over the next he's going to come over next year surely he's not going to come well on Moen so he's going to come to Seoul and play for like six months and borrow to Sangju and do you see any way of him getting exemption any chance of it World Cup Next year. <laughs> 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 We're here all week. Um, Asian Cup the year after? That's possible, I guess. More, more likely than the World Cup, anyway. 
can they have a put his age in the Asian Games? In the Asian Cup, uh, Asian, in Cup Asian Games, Asian Games. Yeah, uh, that I don't know. That's how the rookies are exempt, right? Because he won the Asian Games, but they're playing. Okay. Okay. And number six. Rumor number six. There'll be a straight swap with Cheju for a, a player. It's all agreed. The only thing left is the announcement. So it's a straight swap as in position for position or player for player? Position for position, I assume. Uh, Egan will come to Seoul. Park Cha Young moving to Jeju. <laughs> Isn't Egan or um, Kangwon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both are orange. Um, Jeju? Straight swap? Park Jim left back. Ko Johan. Well, he used to be left back. I tell you, that would be a that, that would be a plus. Bachin Bachin was a Bachin was a great player. So again, I I seriously doubt whether all of these are going to come to yeah, pass. Yeah, this is a strange one, right? Just get the fans talking and get some buzz on the uh, the bulletin boards. Okay. We finished with the soul transfers. Um, yep. So the last one you mentioned there was Jeju, right? Yep. So one transfer that we do know has happened is Yunbek Garam has returned to Jeju from Hebi Fortun, yeah? What are they called? Yum Yum Thunder. Yeah, I can never get that name right. <laughs> I always mispronounce it. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, uh, this is like one of the the longest drawn out transfer sagas in the K League. Usually, K League transfers are kind of pretty cut and dried and happen relatively quickly at times. So basically, like, uh, Chi Kang Hee wanted Yun Bik Garam at Jongbuk. To replace Kim Bo Gyeong. Yep. And um, what happened was that Yun Bik Garam was wanting... Um, so the Chinese team wanted a loan fee of... $300,000. Yeah. And Yun Bik Garam himself wanted 600000 or some stupid, right? Yeah. He wanted a fortune to come and play, basically, right? Yeah. The thing about Yunbek Garam is that he had to come over so he could play for six months and then go to Sangju, right? Okay. Otherwise, he would have to be a regular soldier. Yeah. Right? But he knocked back John Book still. Okay. I mean, his agent wanted more money. Obviously, he's a greedy agent, basically, right? Then, after Che said this deal is falling through, there's no way it's going to happen, yeah. Kim Bo Kyung was still sold to Japan. Yeah. And Yunbe Garam has now moved to Jeju, Jeju. for zero loan fee and 300000 So, not really sure what went on there, to be honest. Che telling porkies. So, I did tweet that during the week, and, uh, like... The man in the know, Jun, said he doesn't think that it was Cheetah and Porkis. He thinks it was just that Junbert Garam's agent was being really greedy. He thought they could actually hold uh, John Book to ransom. When John Book pulled out, they panicked and realised, shit, this guy's going to have to be a soldier. And so they took whatever deal was on the table from anyone else. And it was Jeju who came in. I mean, he was shockingly bad. He wasn't actually shockingly bad. He was called Yun Shit Garam by Songnam fans. He wasn't actually really that bad, to be honest. But he had a great uh, season at Jeju. He did really well at, at, at Jeju. Which got me his move to China in the first place. Um, but I guess, right now in China, it seems to be as if all the Koreans are coming back, right? Right. Because they're not worth the 100% tax. Yeah. Because I noticed that the Guangzhou Evergrande, not, not, not the Korean analysis, but the other one, Kim... Oh, God. Kim Young Jin, oh, I can't his name. He's just made it. He's coming back to Korea as well. Can't remember to who, but uh, I just saw that on Twitter earlier on today. So it looks like a lot of the Korean players, yeah, are coming back because of like obviously the new government tax rules and stuff like that. Yeah, but presumably the tax doesn't apply on existing players. It'd be on new players, right? Buy a new player for whatever you've got to pay that much in tax. Yeah, but I guess they're looking at and saying, well, we want to bring in. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why, but it looks as if there's a whole flock of Korean players coming back from China. I just, I just think that Chinese clubs have set their sights higher now. So 
whereas a year or two ago there were only certain clubs were looking at the, the creme de la creme from Europe or yeah, something everyone else and everyone else was looking at Korean, Korean or Japanese Japan or whatever Japan. now it's like everyone's got their set, sights set on European players and Koreans no longer cut the mustard okay. um, everything that happens every time someone comes back to the K-League like Jumbe Karam okay, I think that's a loan deal yep. anyway but every time someone comes back to the K-League it always reminds me of the interview that we had with Dan Harris when Dan said, if you sign someone who's played in the K-League and left, and is coming back, that you have to pay them a certain amount of salary. 50 million. Yeah. And you can't pay them more than a certain amount. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you can't. It always makes me wonder if that's still the case. Uh, well, if, if we're talking about Yumbik Garam getting 300,000, then presumably not. But that's the thing. I mean, so, you kind of think to yourself... If these players are coming over, if that, if that rule has changed, um, then why aren't more Korean players coming back who have flopped? Or is that why the ones that have flopped are coming back? Well, presumably they're not coming back to earn 50,000 because they could go. Yeah, so it must have changed then, right? We never really got confirmation about that rule anyway, so no point speculating. Okay. Any other big transfer news? Um... No, not that I can think of. Yes, sir. Uh, I think that there's a few other ones that I, I remember reading uh, and thinking, oh, that's very interesting, but I think I'd much rather talk about Suwon cheating <laughs> than any more. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of rumours, um, but I'm not really sure quite how much more uh, has kind of like actually happened yet. Okay, so shall we go through, before we talk about um, the K-League previews, we also have to discuss what, what's happened tonight. Yep. Um, sorry. <laughs> okay, just so we can just jump in here right now. Um, there's been some incredible breaking news. Yep. In the last couple of, of, of minutes. Yep. And... Um, Okay, so I did say earlier on that Guangzhou Evergrande were signing Kim Hyung-ji, uh, Kim Hyung-il it was. Uh, he's moving to Butchon. Good grief. That was the move that I couldn't remember where he was going. Um, breaking news? No, 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 no. I'm just going to give you a couple of other things first and then I'll give you breaking news, yeah? Um, so, the Slovakian player, yep, his name is Philippe Holofovsky. Yep. Uh, John Am Dragons have confirmed the signing of Kim Jae Sung from Adelaide United. Yep. Um, I'm going to get in a minute to talk to whatever. Uh, Seoul's defender Kim Kun Hoon went to Gyeongnam. Yep. Um, and um, Gang Won are right now in talks with uh, Han Kuk Young from Al Kafari. The, the national player? Yep. Yep. But. The big news, better be worth it. the breaking news, is allegedly <laughs> Aberdeen striker Niall McGinn has apparently received an offer from Guangzhou FC. <laughs> if only Stevie was still on the podcast. So Niall McGinn is leaving Aberdeen, his contract's run out, everyone knows that he's leaving for free. Yep. And apparently Guangzhou have made a bid to sign Niall McGinn. He's a, an Irish... Uh, he's, he's, I don't think he ever made. I don't think he's been. Ca- he, he might have been capped as well. Um, What's the source for that? Uh, Scottish media. It's apparently all over Daily Record and the Scottish Sun. So the Scottish media is reporting that he's been offered. Uh, he's, he's received an offer from Guangzhou. Yeah, and he'll just use that to tap around to get something better somewhere yeah. else. But what I would say is, like, for anyone who doesn't know about them, again, if that is even remotely true, if he comes to Korea, he will tear this league apart. He's one of the fastest strikers, wingers I've ever seen. Uh, he's brilliant. He's not brilliant. He's, a, he's an ex-Celtic player. Uh, he moved to Aberdeen, but he was at Aberdeen's, probably, one of, probably Aberdeen's second best player after Johnny Hayes. So, so yeah. So why have they let his contract expire then? Uh, he, he refused to sit on that but he, he, he wanted to move somewhere else. Aberdeen have lost a few of the players this way by, by letting their contracts run down and not selling them last year. 
or not tying them up in strong enough contracts. So Mr Hayes went to Celtic. Celtic. Ryan Jack went to Rangers, and now Niall McGinn may or may not be coming to Korea. Uh, I'll put 10,000 on the table so he won't come here. I'll put 100,000 on the table so he won't come here, but I just wanted to give you that breaking news right now. So there you go. Um, so yeah, so let's go back to this week's uh, classic results. All the games have now been played. Everything's all done and in. Paul, you were watching this old game as we were as we were uh, partaking in some some porks. <laughs> as we were researching this week's podcast, <laughs> as we were researching, as we were as we were prepping this podcast, uh, waiting us through the game. What what happened? Like, uh, yep, Chunnam took the lead early on with a, a really sweet strike from outside the the area. Yep, nothing the goalie could have really done about that. Uh, Unilock equalised midway through the first half, uh, and then sort of settled into a pattern for the rest of the half. Uh, Chandam came up quite strong in the second half, and Jair, uh, again terrible, terrible defending from the sole yep. defence. I agree with that. Uh, left Jair with a relatively easy chance to slot it past the keeper, which he took. Seemed very enthusiastic about it. He was so excited, so much adrenaline running through his veins that he then went down the other end and uh, hacked down Koyohan in the area. Uh, something like that the most vicious foul I've ever seen surprise Koyan still got two legs <laughs> and uh, Pak Jong stepped up to coolly push it past the Chonnam keeper he was so cool he, he really didn't even bother going for the, the far corner he just sort of slotted it down I mean we, we both saw that penalty right I mean oh they taken off your soul cap um, was that a penalty I mean that was an actual penalty but should it have been a penalty uh, back in your day when you were playing football would it have been a penalty back in my day no no exactly um, that's the problem I think with um, right now is that a lot of um, a lot of players just go I mean so what actually happened was the guy cut in inside Jair had a typical attacker's challenge by just stomping his foot on the ground yeah. and his old player just ran over his foot right yeah. he made no attempt to get out of it he made no attempt to go around it, which he could have done. But then again, as much as it pains me to say, why should he? If the foot is there, why not just take the opportunity and go down, right? Yeah, especially he was kind of heading away from goal. Yeah. If he'd have gone past the tackle, he would have had to kind of curl it from the edge of the area into the top left-hand corner of the net. Okay. Um, so. so that was the penalty kick they made at two weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, over the piece... Justified result? Uh, obviously, I wasn't paying 100% attention, but I think probably draw was fair. Sol didn't really shine. Breaking news? Um, not breaking news, but I'm just having a look on the Daily Record website right now. And the reason why uh, Niall McGinn has been touted for a move to Korea is because it's Ki Sung Young's dad who's the manager at Guangzhou, or the chairman of Guangzhou. Okay. And Key and Niall played in the same team. So this is give you more hope it's going to happen? I would love it to happen. I would absolutely love that to happen. You, you switch from Chandam to Guangzhou for your... Oh, I would, your be, I would be a Guangzhou fan every day of the week. That would be brilliant. I would be my Celtic top and get me to sign it. And, get me, and I would teach him the hangover for Niall McGinnu. Anyway, uh, other games tonight. We'll go to the next one that was really boring. Sangju versus Osan, nothing eats. Nothing to see, nothing yep. to talk about. Okay. Uh, big game, huge game, I guess, in terms of the top of the table, uh, was Pohang hosting John Book. Yep. Um, Ethan Gook getting a, a rare starting slot, I want to say. I think he's been mostly used off the bench this year. Uh, scored two goals, um, second one a penalty. I wonder who scores more penalties, Ethan Gook or Park Young? This year, I would say Park Jong. Well, he can spend more games, right? Yeah. But Ethan Cook seems to have like a penalty against his name almost every second week. Uh, Pohang pulled one back. Amazingly, not Yang Dong Young, but uh, actually Son Jun Ho. And then with five minutes left, six minutes left, Edu got another goal. Uh, that's now three goals in three games. And this one was actually a decent goal rather than this typical tapping. Yeah. So Edu has, seems to have shaken off his uh, pre-season weight and is now looking a bit like the Edu of old. 
not quite sure that's true, but well, three goals in three games is more than Dehan, no. <laughs> or or there's a whole list of the bookie or most players have scored, right? Okay. Unfortunately, someone who has scored three goals in three games is uh, as he's described as by Scotty Blue Wings as the the tanned the bronzed god. Um, so Jonathan scored yet again uh, for Suwon. Scored in 10 minutes. Um, then Daegu got a man sent off. Leo was sent off. Straight red card. Yom Ki-hoon scored with 10 minutes left. Uh, before Sezina was sent off for a double yellow card. And then Yu Juan, the guy I was talking about earlier on. I think I called him Kim Juan, but Yu Juan, the, the debutant from last weekend, uh, scored a goal in the last minute. Racist referee. Yep. Okay, let's move on. Um, we had the Battle of the Oranges again. We have Gangwon versus Guangzhou. Um, that one was a lot of penalties. Guangzhou took the lead. Uh, Diego equalised for Gangwon. Then Moon Changjin gave Gangwon the lead before Guangzhou equalised. So two weeks, that's a big blow for Gangwon, right? Yep. Thanks for the confirmation. <laughs> uh, and then we move on to the, the last game, which was Jeju versus Incheon. We just said about how Jeju is a really tough place to go and hardly anyone comes back with a share of the spoils or, or, or three points. But they played Incheon and Incheon actually came away with a draw. Um, that was that finished one each. Magno Cruz scored a goal for Jeju in ten minutes before Han Suk Jong equalised for the spot with ten minutes left. <sighs> the table looks very disappointing. So, could have been worse, it, to be honest. But anyway, so at the top, we have John Book in first. Six points now separate them and Osan. Mm, John Book's title? Mm, no. Not conceding yet? Okay, I think it's John Book's title. Um, <laughs> you just said during Dale like two hours ago that... It was a lot closer than you thought. Yeah, but, the, but that was before Osan drew beside you and John Book Hump Pohang, right? Okay. Yeah, I think that was before the, the, the results came in. Suwon and third. Kind of depressing. Um, uh, Jeju are fourth, Gangwon fifth, and Pohang Dao is sixth now. The f- the Pohang have now lost, lost four out of the last five games. Bubble burst. Uh, yeah, they got Sol coming up soon, so. Okay. Uh, looking at the relegation group. Yep. Uh, we have Seoul, Sangju, Jonam, Daegu, Guangzhou, Incheon. So last time we recorded, Seoul were above Suwon after beating them. They were yes. level on points but ahead on goal difference. Three matches later. And they're now five points behind Suwon yep. and four places behind Suwon. Yeah. I mean, I think, looking at it, um, if you want to do the whole, I think we called it the Bernard Matthews um, week when like, Seoul could no longer, uh, when Suwon could no longer finish above Seoul. Um, I think that's what we blogged a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, looking at it now, that's probably not going to happen this year, right? But surely it's three games that Seoul really should have won, right? Tegu at home. Yep. Sangju at home. Yep. Chonnam away. We're yeah. looking for seven points from that at least, right? I think one each. I mean, I think looking at it, a one each draw with John. Um, sorry, a one each draw, a two each draw, a three each draw. The like, share of the points with John Am is not a bad result. I mean, this John Am team, you never know which one's going to turn up, right? So it's not really a big deal, I don't think, to actually lose to them or draw to them. That's what I mean. Um, but I think looking at it, the Daegu game and the Sanju game are, are six points completely dropped by so. Yeah. Five. Looking at it in terms of, they should have won six points is what I mean. Yeah, so they should have got six points out of the one they got. Yeah, that's what I mean. Six points they should have got. Sangju won one win in five against Seoul. Tegu, three draws. I mean, they did get a draw with Chumbuk after playing Seoul, so yeah. it's, not it's not a terrible result. But, but looking at it, yeah, I mean, so realistically, uh, the title was gone you'd say I mean 13 points behind John Book you're not going to claw 13 points back but only 5 points off the ACL so yeah that's what we're so looking at ACL is what you're looking at right yeah okay 
Although, to be perfectly honest, if I, if I was a soul fan, I'm not, but if I was, I'd be looking at just making the championship group by the spot, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But, but yeah, I mean, AC, I was obviously easily still within your reach, without a doubt. But I would say the title is probably, probably out with your reach now. So, Huang out. Huang out, Chi in. I'm not sure I'll go as far as Chi in, but definitely Huang out. Huang out, the Brazilian from Gang, from Vigo in. Uh, well, not after I'm losing, I guess not after I'm losing to uh, Suwon, right? Okay. Um, before we preview and wrap up the podcast, um, I want to talk a little bit about, I discussed, like, I watched the uh, Suwon game at the weekend, the, the Suwon Gang 1 game. Um, I do want to talk about the fact that I think it was 2-1 at the time to Suwon, and Gang 1 got a corner. Uh, and there was some jostling in, in the box and the gang one player put his elbows out and yeah. hit the Suwon Kim Manu in the chest yeah. who staggered back and immediately his first reaction was to grab his face and fall to the ground uh, the gang one player got a yellow card um, and I think to be honest that's where we need VAR I think retrospectively going back and punishing Kim Manu and giving him a red card for simulation I think is like something that we needed to do. I think that is utterly disgraceful. Yep. I don't understand. It's like tonight. That was a penalty because of how Jair put his foot in. But how is your first reaction as a footballer to just run over the foot or grab your face? Like, it's not to like play football anymore. I mean, but there's too many players whose first reaction is to like, how can I get a penalty or get someone sent off? And I think that's unfortunately part of the game, but. Uh, something that I, I think hopefully the KFA will look at or the K-League will, will look at Kim Anu and give him a, a ban this week although I severely doubt it <laughs> ok so let's do some previews Paul you want to preview the challenge or the classic first uh, let's go with the challenge first ok so this weekend is, I think I said earlier on Sunday we have uh, Zornam are playing uh, Puchon and what is now like a massive, a massive game, right? Yeah, that's like a huge six-pointer. Um, we also, on Saturday, we have Elan versus Pusan and Asan versus Ansan. Any predictions, Paul? Uh, I think that uh, Pusan will get a score draw at Elan. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And I think that Asan, Asan will be Ansan. Okay. I'm going to say uh, a way win for Pusan and home win for Asan. Okay. Uh, on Sunday, as I said, Songnam v Butchon. I'm going to go for a home win. Okay. I think we have it in us to beat them. Uh, and then on Monday, we have Dejon Anyang, Suwon Gyeongnam. Dejon Anyang, I'm going to go for a way win. And Suwon Gyeongnam, I'm going to be, that's going to be the fourth draw in a row for Gyeongnam. I still think. They've got enough to go undefeated for the moment. For the moment, yes, but I think they're looking tired. I think they need to bring in some new players, I think, yeah. But they'll be undefeated, but I think that will be a draw, not a victory. Okay, we'll move quickly on to the Classic. Uh, Paul, you said it was going to be Seoul versus John on Sunday. I guess you'll be going. Probably, for my, for my sins. Okay, how do you think that will finish? Uh, I think it'll be a score draw. Score draw? Yeah. Yeah, I think you've been smoking something. Might have been drinking something. Something drinking, yeah. Uh, I think that will finish and away win. And away win, yeah. Kim, um, Lee Dong-wook and the Wookiee hat-trick each. Yeah, no, just maybe 1-0, but I think, I think John will win that one. I would be surprised if they, if they didn't. Okay, um, but on a Saturday we have Daegu Gang 1. Uh, that will be a score draw. Score draw, yep. Osan Suwon. Home win every day of the week. That's going to be, that's going to be a way win. I can feel it. It's in my blood. I can feel it. Okay. Uh, Incheon Gwangju. Home win. Yeah, home win. Incheon have got the bit between their teeth right now. Uh, Jonam Jeju. Uh, away win. Yep, with a good way there. So, John Book, we discussed. Uh, home win. <laughs> Have you just changed that? Uh, away win. And the last game is the Army, Sangju versus Pohang. Scoreless draw. Yeah, scoreless draw. Definitely goalless draw. Scoreless draw, whatever you want to call it. 
Poha and I think are on a downward spiral right now. Uh, and I think they'll be happy to get a draw in that game. Score a draw going into the 89th minute when up pops Yang Dong Hyun to score a goal in time added on. Uh, no, I'm moving for nothing each. Okay, so that's everything for this week. Um, Paul, any, anything popped into your head for the outro music this week? Yeah, I'll stick with what I said earlier. Okay. Song by the Wurzels. Song by the Wurzels. From Zumerzet. From Zumerzet. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, guys, thank you very much for listening. Take care. See you next week. And you've got four